recordeth, commenceth. <laughs> Episode 26 of the Perth Podcast. Hello, we're back. We're back. Yay. What have we done? I don't know. Just play the music and we'll think about that. Right. Yeah, okay, we're off to Google what we did. <laughs> We were outside and we, we were interviewing people, real people. We were allowed out. We were. <laughs> we got <change>. permission. <laughs> uh, at the Energy Festival at... Schoon Palace. Schoon Palace. And it was great. It was really nice. It was a glorious day. Before we get into Energy Fest, we should probably talk about something that's coming up very, 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 very soon. It's not coming up. It's on. It started. It started. <laughs> we have, we, you know, this is a, this will be Sunday the 5th of September when we go live with this one and it's yep. just kicked off. The Great Persher Food and Drink Festival 2021 has begun. Mm. Uh, now, I was lucky enough to do a few videos for them, so I managed to get around a wee bit of Persher. I met uh, Ian Burnett again for the Highland Chocolatier in Granby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where's and a my few free samples? People. Didn't get any free samples. We weren't, we weren't there that long, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, mate, honestly, it was so busy. Mm. Everywhere we visited that day to film was so busy. Good. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to see. It really was. But, you know, no free samples. Um, <laughs> Looking at you, Ian. Uh, so basically, the great Persher Food and Drink Festival, we had Sarah on a few weeks ago mm-hmm. talking about what it was. What it is, is a bunch of events that every one that wants to take part in Persher who's got a food or a drink business. So whether that's a distillery or whether that's a, a restaurant or... You Cakes know, from your kitchen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just make their own whatever it might be. Tablet, yeah. for example, can put on an event and they can list it on the great Persher website so i mean i'm just having a look at the website now so there's everything from um well the perth farmers market which i passed in the way here today it is on uh local even heritage trail scooters if you remember that from last week's edition (laughs) Uh, and there's a whole heap of other stuff like um audio guided chocolate tastings with ian burnett at the the highland chocolate here like i just talked about um there is iron age food tasting and daily tours going on as well there is there is award-winning Percy Tasters at the distillery up at uh, Percy Gin, which, you really? know, the, he is so popular now. That whole brand has just taken off. And Feed Me Graham at 63 Taste Street with Graham Pallister. Um, I, I just, there's, just, there's so much to list. I actually can. We'll, we'll be here all day. I can't list. Go to greatpersher.com and you'll see the festival calendar there. Have a look. Get involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's too good to pass up. I'm hungry now. You're always hungry. I know, but I'm worse now. <laughs> oh, look at that. Anyway. Oh, no, no. Stop, let's distract stop, you from stop, that. No. Let's go back to Energy Festival. Energy Fest, right, where there was food. Energy Festival. We lucked out with the weather, um, and it was just so good to actually be at one of these things and see people yeah. and see stalls and I, hear I music. like four people I haven't seen for well, I was going to say about a year, but it's probably longer than that mm-hmm. now, you know, because all these events I used to go to and, and photograph haven't been on for a longer time than I can actually <laughs> comprehend. Yeah. We saw some really cool people and we spoke to them too. 
because uh, you know we were there to record stuff yeah and that's what we did and we got a nice nice variety of people as well and that, yeah. that was the exciting part i think was just oh there was so much going on though. Yeah. it was hard to to avoid the variety side of things mm-hmm. uh, and you know the first person we got to speak to was elliot who is one of the organizers of yep. the event uh his brother i believe was the other yep. one yep if i remember correctly and elliot told us all about the the feeling the thoughts the why which is really important for a, a, an event like this because um you know it's quite an open name isn't it the energy festival you know what, what we're heading for red bulls here but yeah <laughs> well, he that was into, it. well yeah he, he went into a lot about what it was all about and actually a lot of his passion towards certain things like STEM, for example, that, that that was really close to his heart. So we'll let Elliot explain a few things about what he was, uh, why why he did this. Yeah, because it'd be better for Elliot to tell us what Energy Festival is than for us to oh, we fumble our way up, through it, make up anything, couldn't we? Just say <laughs> anything about it. But no, he he does a really good job explaining it. So over to Elliot. Hi, my name's Elliot. I'm the co-organizer with my brother Chris uh, of Energy Festival. It's a two-day outdoor adventure festival um, celebrating um, fitness well-being and health, adventure, and we've also got the Inspire Zone. Um, the Inspire Zone, uh, particularly for me as an engineer, um, is something that I really wanted to be have as part of the festival. Um, we've got a lot of STEM stuff for science, technology, uh, engineering and maths, um, all free, um, run by Dundee Science Centre, um, and then also sponsored by uh, SS, SSE Networks. Um, who are over there? They've <laughs> they've dug a big hole um, in Schoon Palace. <laughs> <No. laughs> um, they've put up telegraph poles. There's kids going up and having a look at the power lines and things. We've got experiments going on uh, from Dundee Science Centre, volcano eruptions. Um, we've got fake snow. Um, also supported by quite heavily by uh, the Navy. Um, I'm actually a Navy engineer, so. Um, Maybe pulled a few strings there. <laughs> uh, uh, also, we've got Mike Beaton, uh, MBE, who is the commando chef. Um, he's doing uh, healthy fruit smoothies for the kids, showing about healthy eating, um, all for free. Um, he's also sort of given a bit of a, a, a backstory of himself and his experience as a commando. Um, and then, of course, we've got the Color Run in the Adventure Zone, which is... Um, run by uh, Living Omni, who do uh, kids' sort of obstacle course races, um, and they take the obstacles out to places, schools, and, and uh, places that you can hire. Um, but we've added colour into that. Um, we've got the police young volunteers helping us out, throwing colour at people as they go through the obstacles. Um, so it's just a really sort of uh, event that's sort of bring, brought a lot of agencies uh, and sort of volunteer agencies as well uh, together. So as a non-profit um, event, which this is, we're, we're supporting a lot of that as well. Um, so we did have um, some uh, some of the charity organisations in the well-being zone, but we've been absolutely decimated by uh, self-isolation from COVID, and had a, quite a few people cancel, unfortunately, uh, in the in, in the well-being zone. But fortunately, uh, we've got lots of bike stuff, bike station, Perth Council sponsored bike station to be here to help show people how to uh, fix their bikes and things. We've also got kayaking on with um, Willowgate, so another charity organization. They're putting on kayaking on the, on the backwater here on the River Tay, taking people out on kayaks, tandem kayaks, doing a bit of bushcraft. And right next to them, you can see, well, I can see the, the axe throwing. <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah, sounds dangerous I'm sure it absolutely is as well but no they're keeping it safe 
and uh, open open to everyone to have a bit of some a go at something that you wouldn't normally do. Um, so then that's really what the festival's all about: bringing like-minded people interested in health, uh, interested in uh, you know the children's uh, mind health, um, well-being, all that sort of stuff. People that really care about themselves, bringing them all together in a big celebration. We also had to ask, with so many local events being cancelled recently, were there any touch-and-go moments for the event as well? Yeah, there was, yeah. Well, Clash of the Clans, uh, the, the fitness competition, so it's a 70-team, four-person team fitness competition over there. Um, we, do, we did that in 2019 in Dura Centre. Um, we were supposed to do it again last year. Dura Centre turned into a vaccination centre and obviously COVID. Um, so we had to cancel and transfer all the teams to this year. So we've obviously already had a setback. So everyone's been spot on and got involved. And perf- and that's really how we ended up here, was because of those cancellations. We asked, we were looking for an outdoor event, which might make it more likely to happen. Um, so we started with Clash of the Clans, and then because Perf, uh, because Schoon Palace gave us this grounds, that allowed us to use all of this. Um, but lots of nervous moments sort of leading up to this. Chris runs the gym, Claymore CrossFit in Perth. I, obviously, in the Navy as an engineer in Portsmouth. Um, so we're trying to run, organize the competition from different ends of the country. Um, I, I organized the whole event and uh, put it all together. So this is the first time we've done something on this scale. So that was a bit nervous, nerve-wracking for us. I mean, looking now and seeing everyone enjoying themselves, um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing, amazing. And I was worried that I would be stood up in registration dealing with complaints all day, but not one person has complained. Uh, it's been amazing. Everyone has just come in and everyone's just embraced it all, even through, even though, you know, we were only relaxed from COVID res- restrictions in a larger extent um, last Monday. So, I mean, to see everyone out enjoying themselves, you know, that's, it's a really good feeling. And talking of SSE networks, we found someone who was re- representing and mm-hmm. made us go up in a one of these cherry picker things, which <laughs> neither of us are good at heights, are we? We're no, not, we're no, not particularly um, And Scott, so Scott Davidson, who was the the operator, he was determined to get one of us solo so that we could go higher. And to be fair, we stuck together, and neither of us <laughs> volunteered the other one to get. No, uh, no. Take I could high. easily have said, "Well, I'm the photographer here, so you need to go up." But I did not say that. We just went, "No, no, no, it's <laughs> fine. We've seen enough," and went back down again. Yeah, uh, however, here's uh, a bit of Samantha talking about what they were doing there and what this all means to them. Why yeah. are they here? Uh, so, hi, I'm Samantha. I'm the customer relationship manager for Scottish and Southern Electricity Networks. We power your network in the north of Scotland, so if you have a power cut, we will get your power back on. So we're here today with the Unimog, a dyno, we've got our virtual reality headsets, and we're challenging members of the public to uh, see how they would work at height. So you can either do that in person, get a harness on and go up um, in the bucket, or you can do it from the comfort of the ground and try on one of our VR headsets and scale the height of a steel tower. Um, and carry out an earthing exercise. So we've had record time in about two minutes uh, from an eight-year-old and the older generation tends to do it a little bit slower. Well, for us, uh, we were approached as an energy festival. We are an energy provider. We deliver the power in the north of Scotland. So for us, we were asked to um, sponsor the Inspire Zone. Um, we are a STEM employer as well. Um, so we're keen to make sure that the next generation are energized about getting into a career in engineering. Um, and sometimes 
people don't understand what that entails until they actually get the physical side of it. So we've brought a variety of vehicles along for people to come in and, and try it out for themselves. And it wasn't just vehicles either. I mean, they had a, a, a VR setup as well. Um, what, what was the VR about, do you remember? So she says that um, the, the VR was... It was basically the same as going up in the crane, but you're still on the ground. It was you could go up with the headset on, and it was like you were working at height. So oh, I think you, right, right. You, you had the handheld controllers as well, and you were to scale the height and then work on it. And as she says, the kids seem to do a lot better with that than the adults because the, the fastest time they had was an eight-year-old. You know, <laughs> right, of course, that, that's the encouragement to get into that line of work, as Sam, uh, Sam says. You know, the, the whole idea of. Uh, and Elaine, of course, encouraging the younger generation to see this as a line of work. It's not just a, you know, something someone else does. It's something you can train and move on to do as well. With, mm. with loads of, I, I expect, job prospects as well. It's not just stuck in one thing. You can move on from there. Yeah. And it is. It's so important, I think, to teach kids about what's actually out there. Oh, they don't have a clue. I think there's a certain level of... Um, not stigma, but but restriction in what the schools can tell you, really, because you know they're not they're not out there. They're not employers. They're mm -hmm. doing the best they can within the the remit of what they've got. Yeah. But actually, there's so many jobs out there that don't fall within your standard. I want to be a joiner. I want to be a mechanic, or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Um, there, there's more. There's much more than that. And I think that the the people at this energy festival highlighted a lot of that. Yeah. Someone else that we spoke to uh, when we were there was Rosie Baxendine, and you were fascinated by Rosie's... Uh, what, everything? Yeah. I mean, so basically, Rosie has this business where she takes you out on mountain bikes into the wilderness as, as much or as little as you want to do, and it's tailored to you. So you go on these bike adventures with your friends, with her, whatever, uh, with a tent, mm -hmm. and you just bog off into the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere uh, and she's got all the tents set up at this festival you could see how small or big the tents were you could see the type of bikes you were going to be riding mm -hmm. um, and she's a guide so she takes you out and keeps you safe while you're out there which is fantastic and I mean Rosie was full of energy why am I even talking about a Rosie takeaway Hi, my name is Rosie Baxendine and I run Rosie Baxendine Bikepacking Guide Scotland. So I started this um, because I've got a passion for bikepacking, which is essentially backpacking on a bike. And I've um, been doing it for about six years, six, seven years, and really want to encourage other people to try it. So I've got all the kits. You can come along. You only need your own sleeping bag. I can sort everything out. Um, we can do e-bike trips as well. Um, I've had people on adapted bikes coming out as well. And it's basically to encourage people to come out into the wilds with me. Um, really nice routes I can pick, suitable for every type of person. Go camping, always stop at a few cafes, always get some cake. Um, and just have a really fun weekend. Or if you're into a bit more advanced adventuring, um, we can do something like multi-day trips, go all over Scotland. And yeah, it's just really to encourage people to try what I love doing. Um, so yeah, you can find more information on www.rosiebaxendine.com. Um, if you Google Rosie Bikepacking, I come up anyway. <laughs> if you can't remember my surname. <laughs> um, and yeah, drop me a line. I can um, adapt anything to suit you and um, we can get you outside and camping in the wilds on bikes. And that was just a, just a long from... Charlie and the uh -huh. Ardblair Stones. Who, of course, we've had on the podcast before, talking yeah. about the Ardblair Stones, the stone lifting, um, well, it's not a competition, it's um, self, 
challenge is yeah it's, it's, it's a challenge <laughs> yeah. it's you're, you're competing against yourself mainly is to see what you can do um and to surprise yourself Absolutely. i mean i mean for me personally it wasn't a question i needed to answer <laughs> can you lift a stone up there probably not <laughs> can uh, you reach the top of the barrel <laughs> with or without the stone still not. probably not <laughs> uh, but if you haven't uh, if you didn't catch that episode i think you can find that on episode 23 just listen to all our episodes until you find yeah, it. Start yeah, at number yeah. one and work your way up. Uh, but we've talked to Charlie before about why he created the Ardblayer stones. And it's basically mm-hmm. the Atlas stones but without the tacky up your arms. There's no cheating in, in that sense. You're not allowed sticky stuff up your arm to help mm-hmm. you lift it. Um, but we caught up with um, a guy called Colin who had come through from Glasgow. Yeah, he was with uh, Glasgow CrossFit. That's um, right. And he was part, doing part of the Titans yep. thing as well. So he actually wanted a quick go at the, the stones to see how he got on. So let's find out how Colin did get on and how far he got. Hi, my name's Colin Selfridge and I'm from CrossFit Glasgow, uh, participating in the Clash of the Clans. I was taking part in the Ard Blair Stones, a traditional Highland Games strongman comp. Uh, The plan being you lift Atlas Stones of varying weights up onto uh, a barrel. Uh, The idea being as many stones as you can in as quick a time as possible. Having done Atlas Stones before, I knew the technique for getting it up. Placing it onto the barrel was the new bit for myself. Um, so I was keen to see how it was going. First stone is a wee bit light, you don't get to go. Second stone, the technique starts to come in more. It's not a case of just picking it up and placing it. You have to try and lap it and then get it up so you can place it onto the, onto the barrel. So to give you a better idea here, check out Ard Blair Stones on Facebook. There is a ton of videos on there about how, you know, people doing their challenge, basically. You know, you can see people, normal people, trying to lift these stones, but also the, the, the semi-professionals come in as well. But give you a really good idea of what the stones are all about. The stones are free to take part in. All you have to do is pay to get into the event wherever they are. So, yeah. you know, when we saw them, they were at uh, Skin Palace. You just had to pay to get into Skin Palace. Um, and then from there... The skin, you know, the, the the energy festival. All you had to do was pay to get into the energy festival, and there were the Ard Blair stones free to take part in. Yeah, uh, not for us, as Stobie has mentioned, but, <laughs> but for other people, it is probably a, a great thing to take part in. Uh, but it was fascinating to watch, actually, and actually, that the, the the personal challenge that people got out of it. You know, that that's that feeling of self confidence and a wee bit drive for themselves. Awesome. Yeah, um, and we've seen a couple of people taking it on. One of the things we did ask Colin was like for almost for people like ourselves in a way what would you say to people who were reluctant to give it a try or who were maybe unsure about trying it in the first place don't do it no that's not what you said that's that's definitely not what you said um colin i i say to everyone until you've given it a shot you don't know that you know what you're actually capable of uh, people get you know a lot further than they probably think. Um, it's like everything. Give it a shot. You know, there's nothing worse in this life than not doing something because you don't think you can do it. It's better giving it a shot, and you'll probably surprise yourself. Yeah, no, <laughs> not for us, Colin. <laughs> also, at the event, there were people wandering around, some stranger than others. Hi. So my name is Rainbow the Unicorn. I'm here today just to mix and mingle, have fun, dance with all the kids, etc. Um, it's just so nice to see everyone out and having fun and 
not so many masks it's just everyone feels free and happy and yeah yeah looking forward to the rest of the day and tomorrow i really like the mountain bikes over in the corner there yeah they look fun the reiki lady here kerry she's definitely going to be on my list later and then gringos is winking at me as well yes now to give you an idea rainbow uh, was up on stilts so we were craning our necks to look at her <laughs> hi um although having the big pole for the interview microphone that was yes. quite handy um but yeah there, there's loads of stuff going on around there as well and you know there's other stalls as well uh, down the fitness route too so um who do who do we speak to who was next in the fitness side of things we had get fit and fly who had a local pole dance fitness class um so we spoke to nicole who was in charge of that take it away nicole Hi, my name's Nicole and I'm the owner of Get Fit and Fly. So we're here today to give people a taster of what pole dancing and pole fitness is. So we're here to give them a little lesson, we'll get them on the poles, give them a good warm up and just learn some spins and some holds. Our studio is based at Laidside Business Centre, so it's just behind the range. And you'll be able to find us on all the social media under Get Fit and Fly. And that's probably the best place to find out all of our information on how to join classes and get started as a beginner. So there's a nice local business, you know, to, to go along to and get fit. Um, did they offer us a shot in the polls? I think we legged it at that point. Yeah, we? <laughs> we, we, we were hungry. We needed to go over yeah. to the Green Yeah, that was another people to interview. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, had yeah. a lot of excuses yeah, that day we for a lot of things. And now, on top of that, of course, we had a very, uh, very good friend of mine, Aaron from McMedden, who yes. is the sort of such a good organizer of mountain bike events in this area and, and further afield as well. He's got some great ideas, great planning, and he runs the Fair City Enduro every year. Which, if you're ever in in town around uh, Halloween time, there's a bunch of mountain bikers going about dressed in Halloween costumes, flying down Canoe Hill <laughs> and. Dry, uh, riding down Tay Street because they normally start at the South Inch so you'll see them mm. going over the bridge and up the hill uh, and it's a great sight it's a spectacle to see all these people dressed as well actually I've seen a unicorn clowns drag there's loads of stuff is there not a T-Rex as well? that I've seen a T-Rex now he was struggling to see because the hat <laughs> kept falling down <laughs> over his eyes uh, but yeah so every year there's there's all these like fancy dress mountain bikers and they go up and it is a competition they're all timed for their downhill sections or certain parts so it's, it's an enduro so you're only timed for the bits where you go you know in certain areas ah, where right, there's okay. people with chips to time you um and the rest of it you're not timed for getting up the hill so you can take your time to go up the hill but you know generally they close the same day so you can't take that much time <laughs> getting up there uh, and you've probably got work the next day anyway but Aaron was there with uh, their pump track and with some tasters for mountain biking Hi, I'm Aaron from McMedden Events. Uh, we're here running the pump track, just getting everybody stoked on bikes ahead of the Fair City Enduro on the 30th of October. So, well, basically we've got a track here. So this is a kind of introduction to mountain biking, I suppose. So we're doing everything from, uh, well, we've got a fleet of bikes, all sizes, helmets of all sizes. Uh, we've offered a nice, easy look for people that just don't do biking. We've offered something a bit more technical for a bit for the bikers. Uh, so we've got something for everybody. And we are actually really lucky to get that interview with Aaron because they were busy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were. Um, and one of the things we did ask was, will there be any more tickets going on sale for Mark Medden as well? Yes, now he, he tried to narrow it down for us the best he could, but he says yes, there are more tickets. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, we're putting another 280 tickets up on a secret date sometime between the 24th and the 26th of August. That, that does narrow it down to degree though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. The clue is there, yeah. It's sometime between the 24th and the 26th. Now, there was a fantastic food court as well where we got stuck into a few bits of grub. I had a... Uh, what did I have? It wasn't a hoagie. Yeah, it was a, a burrito. Burrito. It's a hoagie. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I had a burrito uh, Stoby you had an amazing was it a bacon roll you got uh, it was a so double cheeseburger double cheeseburger that's as close you know bacon roll double cheeseburger same yeah. thing um, and there was a whole heap of other things there you know all types of food incredible and there was a bunch of stalls as well selling uh, wares selling you know jumpers and stuff like that and sportswear uh, and we caught up with one of them Cool, so uh, hi, my name's Steve, um, I'm actually from Blair Gary, so I'm just along the road. Um, I'm here with my brand Predictable Lie, um, we're kind of like a outdoors mountain biking type snowboarding company, uh, we do lots of beanies and t-shirts and hoodies, um, we're here with Ben from Horizon, um, just basically sharing the tent and enjoying the day, um, it's really good, again, it's good to get out, um, good to see lots of people out as well, it's very, very spread out as well, so it's very good for the COVID type thing. Um, but yeah, it's just good fun. Just see how we go, and we're glad to get the good weather. Now, our, I think our lasting impression of the Energy Festival was it's going to be a cracker moving forward, isn't yeah. it? You know, as an annual event, I think it's got so much potential. Yeah, I mean, I compared it to Tabletop Scotland, you know, where it started off quite small and just one hall of jurors, and then the following year, because people had experienced it, told their friends about it, boom, it was the entire building the next year. And this is, I think this is going to be the same. Yeah. So with COVID restrictions, everything going on at the time, we still had quite spaced out. Oh, yeah. We yeah, had a lot yeah. of empty space in the middle, which we had to. Yep. But I can easily see that being filled in the next oh. year or two. Ab- absolutely. I mean, the, the, the scope, I think, for who can be there as well, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you're a, a local business of any description that, that yeah. deals with, energy or or stem or or even getting fit for pete's sake i mean this this whole thing is so open to uh and it's you know from a a, a punter's point of view a good day out it's yeah. a whole day out you can easily oh canoeing as well there was kayaking on the river so um willowgate willow willowgate come oh, my brain's not working this <laughs> uh willowgate were there on the tee where they normally do the fishing uh presentations at the uh, game fair so right. it's a really nice shallow bit of water, very well controlled, great way to start kayaking for the first time. And Willowgate are the experts in this, you know, mm-hmm. in Perth for doing that sort of thing. So a really good opportunity there too. But from that point of view, you can take the kids, you can take Granny. There's a bunch of stuff for everyone to have a wee walk yeah. around and have a look at. No, I know it was. And it did leave, a, like, like you say, a good impression on us. And hopefully it'll be back again next year. Absolutely, I, I, I hope and I, I trust it will be. Elliot seemed pretty confident. Yeah, it will be back. That's it. That's our episode. That's yeah. where we were. That's what we did. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that was us. That's us done. We'll, we'll stop our drivel. <laughs> if you um, haven't done so already, like, subscribe, tell your friends, talk to us. Yeah. Tell us what's happening. Have you got an event on? Let us know. Yeah, Facebook, absolutely. Instagram. You know, pigeon. I don't really care. Just get it to us. And don't think, oh, that message is for everyone else. That message is for you. <laughs> you know who you are. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.